Hello and what's up? Welcome back to the B-Squared Podcast. I'm Brandon Vessels. It is March 9th, 2019 at 10.18pm and I just started the keto diet two days ago and I don't know how I feel about it. I am glad that I started it. I think that it's good to try new diets and flex muscles that you're not used to flexing. But I will say this is the fourth or fifth time I've tried to do the keto diet. Normally, by day two, day three, I feel terrible. But this time, not so much, surprisingly. I went and did something different, which is prepare and learn and study and find tips to be better. Normally, I don't do that. Normally, I just go off of a basic article about keto, find some of the foods that they say you can eat, and then buy the cheapest version of those foods and, you know, see if I can last a long time. This time, I didn't do that. I mean, I still bought the cheapest version of some things, but I did go out and invest like 50 bucks into some MCT oils and some some stevia sweeteners, the drops, and uh, some Himalayan salt, pink Himalayan salt, so that way I could keep my keep my mineral levels up, you know, and I got some spinach and Brussels sprouts, hopefully keeping my magnesium levels up, and I'm trying to actually follow tutorials that I found. Apparently, with keto, it is a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat diet. Most of the time I go with the keto diet, I usually just do high-protein, high-fat, no-carb. I didn't know that it should be moderate-carb, I mean moderate-protein. So, I think what failed me most of the time before this was the fact that I would eat more protein than I should have and not enough fats. So this time I've reversed that and I've tried going more fat than protein. And I think I'm really feeling the results a lot more. It's been a mental strain, honestly. I try to not think about it, but recently I have relapsed a little bit Like I binge ate a little bit, which it really isn't binge eating because it's the foods that I'm allowed to eat, but I'm eating a lot more because I just feel hungrier and hungrier. Apparently that's the carbs leaving my body and my body saying, hey, this isn't what you're used to using. This isn't working, man. But eventually, if I can hold out, maybe by Monday, it's Saturday, maybe by Monday I'll, uh, I'll be what they call fat adapted, which you would think I'm already fat adapted because I have so much fat on my body, but it's, that's not how it works. Fat adapted means you use the, the fat on your body to do stuff instead of just letting it hang there. So I'm, uh, currently trying to deal with that, getting fat adapted, but it serves to show you I don't know if that's the right turn of phrase, but it goes to show you that when you prepare, you you fare a lot better than if not. I know a lot of people who, you know, 
go with the idea of diving in head first. But I feel like if you do that, not being prepared, having, you know, a plan set out, then you're just going to fail. I've done that so many times. But this time is a little different. Let's see. What else do I have to talk about? Oh, I saw a friend recently that I hadn't seen in years. We were very close for a long time, and something happened in my past. I got sick, and uh, they stopped talking to me after I got cancer. I was diagnosed with leukemia, and for a while that really bothered me that they stopped talking to me when I got sick. You would think that would be the time where you would kind of get closer to someone, but this person... I found out recently they were just scared, and I can understand that, especially with the things that they've been through, and my philosophy after getting sick has just been love and forgiveness, and just trying to live as peaceful as a life as possible, so when I saw the chance to uh, get back in touch with them, I had to take it, and what happened surprised me and that was that I felt insecure the last time that we had spoke I was in college and they weren't and um I thought that everything was looking up and this is before I got sick and they were just starting to get into school themselves or reintroduce themselves into education and they wanted me to stay to help them get through that and I didn't want to because you know I wanted to go out on my own try to get away from my parents and uh, I was afraid of what it would look like if I didn't go off to school even though in hindsight I probably should have just stayed around them and worked on my friendships and my family relationships, and just my overall mental health more so than trying to achieve this idea of what I thought people should be, I guess. But, like I said, we were in different places the last time we were around each other, and this time, they were in a much different place. Um, They are pursuing their master's degree, And, um, well, they are about to get their bachelor's and then they will be pursuing their master's degree and, you know, have a 3.9 GPA. And I remember before it was way, way different for them. And I'm incredibly, incredibly happy for them. And, uh, that's not why I'm surprised. I was sure that this person could do anything they set their mind to because they were just, I mean, genius, you know, but What surprised me was my insecurity about myself that I felt. I looked at where they were, and then I looked at myself and felt bad about where I was. And it shocked me because at home, in my mind, in my room by myself, I had sort of convinced myself that, you know, everything's fine, I feel good, there's, you know, I have a lot of positivity ahead, I'm still very young, I can still figure this out, I'm fine, it's okay, and 
when I spoke to them and I saw the progress they had made, first of all, I was just very happy for them. But I felt sad about myself. And I think that, again, what happened was I was judging myself based off what I thought I should be. I was comparing myself to other people and it was bad in more ways than one. It was bad in the sense that I was just getting down on myself, but it was also bad because I couldn't fully appreciate the good that they were experiencing because I made it about me in some way. So it it surprised me to feel that. I talked to some people after, you know, family members, and they told me that really you just have to let that go, that part of yourself that feels bad about your decisions that you've made, and you just have to keep moving forward and not judge yourself, but believe in yourself and just keep moving forward with the decisions that you've made, because looking at the past isn't going to help. And I think that's what was my problem is that I was looking at my past and feeling bad about it rather than moving forward in a positive, focused way. That is what I should do, and that's what I plan on doing from now on. And I also want to keep that relationship going and moving forward with that because I nothing would make me happier than to, you know, be with them along their journey and just watch and see how they grow you know that should be the thing that I think about their growth and happiness rather than my insecurities about where I'm not at you know I should be happy for them and focus on myself and my own growth and happiness rather than the other way around um I don't know if that makes any sense but that's sort of how I've wrapped my head around that whole situation uh on a different note i stopped paying for youtube youtube had uh another scandal come out recently where there were some pretty bad weird disgusting comments under some videos people were posting like child pornography in the comments of some of the videos and it seemed like this well, it wasn't the first time that I'd heard about it, but it had been months since the first time I heard about it, and it was being brought up again, and YouTube was not doing anything about it, and I decided that I didn't want to keep paying for YouTube. I have YouTube Premium, um, or had it, and I canceled the subscription, and I did it out of like an intense emotion. I just felt so strongly about it and I was just so upset and disgusted by what I was seeing and I was disgusted by the way YouTube was handling the situation. And I think more so I was just angry because YouTube flaunts itself as this moral company that tries to tamper down on hate speech and, you know, deletes YouTube channels of people who they find you know, strongly offensive, but when you, at the time, um, I don't know as of recording this, but since I last checked, um, at the time, if you reported one of these 
people who posted in the comments child porn, they wouldn't get taken down. The accounts wouldn't get taken down. The, the comments would be deleted, but the account would not be taken down. And it that bothered me. You know, I see if, you know, some YouTube channel breaks the rules a couple times, you know, I guess that they should be taken down. But I, I feel like child pornography is a one-time immediate suspension and expulsion of that account. And when that wasn't happening, it really bothered me. Um, since then, they've been deleting comments under videos and disabling them, I guess. And I I feel better about it, but I don't know how I feel about, like, should I stop watching YouTube entirely? Should I, or was me, you know, not paying for premium a good enough stance? You know, they talk about, well, I... I hear about people saying, you know, you can't boycott everything just because they do something that's unethical, you know. I mean, YouTube's a big company. It's not like they can 100% crack down on this stuff, you know. Billions and billions of hours of content is uploaded every minute to the site. There's no way that they can fix all of that. So it's not good to attack them for something like that because it is something that isn't really realistically going to be fixed 100%. And it just hurts the YouTubers that you like and watch. And I don't, I'm just at this weird ethical crossroads where I don't know whether or not I should just stop using it all entirely or just stop paying for premium or use ad blocker kind of a way to stick it to the man i don't know i i just it happened out of intention emotion but i've been thinking about that recently should you because you can't realistically boycott i mean you like shoe companies that use child laborers or you know clothing companies people don't stop wearing clothes walmart is a terrible business to its employees apparently allegedly but everyone still uses it, you know, it, uh, I just don't know, I don't know if that's just something you have to live with as a modern individual, but I've been feeling really weird about that, I'm sorry I'm leaving that topic open-ended, maybe you can leave a comment or something on anchor.fm slash lazybrain, and tell me what you think about that, whether or not people should be supporting these things or whether you should take a hard stance i don't know from that tough topic to the next and final thing that i'm going to talk about probably is the r kelly michael jackson situation these two situations are not related in the sense that you know both are interpersonally connected but they're connected in my mind because they're both this idea of separating the art versus the artist. And it seems like in both cases, people have, up until this point, separated the art from the artist. But we are in a time right now where you look at Bill Cosby, you know, once we find out people are horrible, um, we tend to crack down on that now. 
you know, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. But it's interesting to see the Michael Jackson thing because it's come up again. And now it seems like people are finally starting, like some radio stations are quietly taking down his music. And the Simpsons stopped or I guess from now on we'll stop airing the Michael Jackson episode that they had, which was a great episode. So the question here is, should you do that? You know, for Michael Jackson's case, he's dead. He doesn't matter anymore. I mean, what he did still impacts the people that were involved. And those men, I'm sorry for them. I don't know. It's a weird, weird situation. Um, me personally, I haven't been able to listen to Michael Jackson's music or R. Kelly's. Same thing for Louis C.K., I, I can't really listen to his stuff anymore since what happened with him. Bill Cosby, the same thing. As much as I would want to, in my heart, watch the stuff because it, it, they're very near and dear to me. You know, the Michael Jackson's music, Bill Cosby's TV shows, you know, Louis C.K.'s TV show, his stand-up. I, I loved all that stuff for many, many years. And um, now it's just I can't really enjoy it. But, you know, maybe that's the natural thing. It seems like in media now, people are sort of cracking down on that. In R. Kelly's case, yeah, they should. He should go to jail. Bill Cosby, rightfully so, should have gone to jail. But the weird thing is, what do you do with the art of someone who is dead, who is no longer able to hurt people? Now that I think about it, though, their art can still hurt the individuals that they hurt while they were living. So... In a way, they are still hurting those people. But also, they don't have to... I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. I don't know why I thought of this as being a good topic. Especially because it's so open-ended, this, these last two. It's just like, I have no way to... I mean, these are very personal, ethical issues that people have to deal with, I guess. But to me, it was something that's been on my mind. I have been reading a lot of well not a lot but more than I usually would I've been reading a lot more religious texts I guess and uh it's really put me in a position recently that I'm just thinking about my own morals and ethics and what I agree with I've been reading a lot uh, I, I read most of the Buddhist texts um the Dhammapada, I can't really pronounce it, but I checked it out from the library and I read pretty much all of it. And I've been reading Proverbs out of the Bible. And to me, they are very similar in the sense of like just the way they're written and what it talks about, which is just trying to be a good person, not be wicked, speak honestly and truthfully, which I agree with. But it's still leaves me in a position of wanting to figure out where I stand on certain issues. It's very important to me. Um, but what you find out is that they're very, very hard things to deal with. And so as a modern person who lives now with Google and every bit of information, how is one supposed to 
dissect all of it? How do you digest all of it, I guess, you know, and package it? I don't think you can. And maybe you shouldn't be expected to. Maybe we just have to not let things worry us. But I don't know. You let me know what you think. I started um, a new blog. It's a WordPress blog. It is bavblg.wordpress.com. It's Brandon Allen Vessel's vlog, blog. And I have poems. I have essays. I have blog posts. And I'm going to try to post episodes of this podcast on there as well. And uh, so hopefully I can more consistently get at this. Um, thank you for listening. And this is Lazy Brain. Thank you.